mechanism. Alright, Shaquille O'Neal for rap. It's not your normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're gonna go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Good. Um, you know, we were supposed to have some crazy snow coming in tonight, weren't we? They said something oh, like... No, it's, yeah, it's going to start later in the evening and it'll be going all through tomorrow. Yeah, they said, I thought like eight inches, but supposedly this morning they said now it's down to like half an inch. So It'll depend on where you are. And the southern part of the state apparently I think is getting a lot more. And I've just learned to wait it out and see what actually happens. Just just go with the flow on uh, Chicago weather. That's that's all you can do. It changes all the time. Exactly. How are you doing today? Good. Um. Good. Good. Um. We had some news to share though that our podcast, not our show, is now available on Apple Podcasts as of last night. So you might be listening to it right now on Apple Podcasts if you are listening to the podcast version. So it's just exciting that uh, we have finally. Broken into Apple. Yeah, you can take Tampa Tea Tuesday wherever and whenever you need to. In addition to what we've already been on, we've been on Spotify and Google Podcasts and many other platforms. All right, let's break into some NFL news. You have some headlines here. All right, so we, I don't think this is much of a surprise to anyone, but. Apparently, the Cowboys are hoping to stick with Dak Prescott as their starting quarterback. Stephen Jones recently came out and said that Dak is the Cowboys QB of the future, which is interesting. Well, it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, these two sides haven't really met with each other since September. So what is, what's your take on this? I mean, I think um, Dak Prescott is their, their guy. Uh, he might not be this elite kind of um, Patrick Mahomes talent, but definitely he is the guy that they brought in to replace Tony Romo, right? Um, they have Ezekiel Elliott locked up in his contract, and really they just need a reliable signal caller to orchestrate the offense, uh, distribute the ball to offensive playmakers and just hand the ball off to Ezekiel Elliott. So I I don't mind this. I mean, the Cowboys had one of the top, if not the top ranked offense last year. And yet they still went eight and eight 
I believe, and it was they they weren't good, and they they weren't good, and uh, Dak was a lot part of. Dak would uh, make. I think it was, I think back to a two-week window when between um, Thanksgiving and the week after when, who did they play on Thanksgiving, do you remember? Uh, I think it was yeah. Buffalo, my guess. But anyway, in between Thanksgiving and the week after Thanksgiving when they played us in Chicago, those two games were literally mirrors of each other. In that, that the Cowboys started off really fast with long drives and able to score touchdowns on their, on their opening possessions. But then they completely stumbled the rest of the game and were outplayed by their opponent. So, and they, they started off the year pretty well, but then they lost a bunch of games in a row. Then they had a three game losing stretch and they lost a few games and then they ended up season eight and eight. And, I mean, if the Cowboys, the best option is Dak, but he's not worth the huge contract that a Russell Wilson or a Drew Brees or a, um, who else? And just anyone of that caliber quarterback, Dak is in a tier two level, which many quarterbacks are. There are only like a handful that are in a tier one, but... He's in a tier two, and he's gonna get, but he's gonna get paid probably tier one money, which is unfortunate. Right. It's it's just the way I think the NFL works now, right? You you overpay for these <coughs> these starter uh, positions like quarterback, um, and even now they're starting to pay more for running backs, right? After a little stretch where running back was. Uh, not valued as much well now that the running back value market is basically corrected in a way because of how uh what i remember is that Le'Veon bell he held out for that whole year and i think he got less money by staying by going to new york than he would have gotten in pittsburgh so he basically wasted a year and he had paid less money and zeke also got a huge payday but that didn't uh, turned out that great for him as a, for, as a season, and was it Todd Gurley? Or Todd was Gurley it? got the the big deal. He and got he it, and didn't Melvin Gordon also get a deal? Uh, I remember Melvin Gordon holding. Didn't he out. hold out? Yeah, and then he, I think he got a deal as well. And like, it just didn't. They overpaid for all these players, and now they realized the league has realized their mistake, and they are kind of course correcting themselves to come back to a more realistic. So I think the high market for running back was just a one-year type of um, fluke. Gotcha. Uh, Melvin Gordon did not get a new contract. He just held out until he couldn't possibly hold out any longer. Well, see, that didn't make him. Right, right. Didn't help him out. Didn't help him. Yeah. Um, And it's definitely... It's definitely... uh, you know, a, a very volatile market. All right. So now we got um, Vantes Perfect, who ah, he's Vantes been reinstated Perfect. after a 12-game suspension. And if I'm not mistaken, it was not his first time in, 
in the being suspended due to a rule and he was suspended this time because of a helmet to helmet hit on the Colts tight end Jack Doyle during last year's season and he's a repeated vi- a violator of the rules so right this is his fourth suspension during his career uh, and how long has his career been he's maybe ten, uh, i i don't want to say 10 years that seems like a a long time but this is the third time he's been hit with a on the field incident the other time was he was performance enhancing drugs right um i mean he's missed he's been suspended for three games he's been suspended for five games he's been suspended for four games he's had a lot of fines and now this is his 12 game uh suspension so when there comes a point where you're like does the person do they learn because I mean, I get the rules are always changing, and it's so hard to, at the same time, stop yourself when you are going at, like, 100 miles an hour down the field. But it's for your own safety as well. It's not just for the person who you're about to tackle. It's your just to protect yourself. Right, and I think I remember a time when uh, Perfect was with the Bengals, Bengals yeah. and he had a hit on a Steelers was it wide receiver might have been Antonio Brown and then like a few plays later Juju Smith Schuster threw a block on him and just like laid him out in the middle of the field could have been could have been I don't exactly remember that off the top of my head but it very well could have happened I mean I just want to I wouldn't be surprised again no, no disrespect to him or anything, but just the, when you have a pattern of a history and when you've been suspended four times and three of them have been due to on the field, there comes a point where you're questioning if the person has learned from their mistakes. Right. I mean, Which we all hope he has for the sake of him and the sake of the game. But at the same time, it doesn't surprise me if he ends up again on the suspended list. I mean, he's a he's a solid solid linebacker, a solid starting linebacker when he's yep. in the game. It's just these these stupid penalties and, you know, mistakes that he makes uh just from his behavior. All right, so now one of the most um in addition to free agency or anything, the most important thing happening right now is the negotiations between the league and the players union on the new collective bargaining agreement. The last time we had a uh, new collective bargaining agreement CBA was in back in 2011 and if you remember that was the year of the lockout where we were cutting it pretty close into basically August, July, end of July, beginning of August time frame of uh, we may not start the season on time because of the lockout. But now they, it seems like progress is being made, but as in any negotiation, there are things that things that uh, people have to compromise on, and we are currently at a standstill from what I understand. Right, because the current one ends, the current CBA ends after the 2020 season, which is this coming season, right? Yes. And it's good that they're starting it 
maybe that was the plan the whole time, but at least that they're getting it done a year before the current one because you don't want to have something that expires. And then, but um, so right now we have the NFLPA, the Players Union, their executive committee voted six to five not to recommend the current CBA proposal. And from what I believe is that there are a couple, there are a few committees that that has to go through comprised of a certain amount of players and they will first review it and they will recommend it to the rest of the union and then then all the players will have to take a vote on if they approve the uh, agreement so right now is some of the proposal items are we discussed this last week was the 17 game season an increase in player share of total revenue to at least 48% and expanding the playoff format to 14 teams starting in 2020. Right. And some people, it seems like people are kind of split on the expanding the playoffs. You know, on one hand, they say they don't want two sort of mediocre teams being added into it. But on the other hand, some people like more playoff football. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would take it based off of our season last year. We could have used an extra seed in the playoffs. Uh, our chances would be better. But imagine a team who's fighting their way in, and they get in, and then it's like they go on a run. Like a seventh seed team gets in, and they go on a run. But... I get it. Um, we discussed the 17-game season last week, and again, I'm sticking with my position, which was that I don't see the the worth of a 17-game season besides just another way to make money. And the players certainly don't want to play Especially, yeah, games. and no, no one would want. And you either have to add another bye week or you have to... There's no, I don't see a way. You're all about player safety. Doesn't work that way. And I mean, players share revenue. I'm fine with them taking a little more. Um, I don't seem to have a problem with that. Um, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? I, like you said, uh, 17 game season especially for the players in the interest of their health and safety, it seems like a little much. Um, as in terms of expanding the playoffs, uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I'm not sure I see really a, a, a benefit or a, a uh, not a benefit, according to if they're expanding playoffs. It would add more teams into the playoff mix, Obviously, with two more game or two more teams making it in, but I I just don't want it to end up two mediocre teams, you know, sort of undeserving of that spot. I mean, the main thing that I'm reading right now is just the main sticking point is the um, seventeen game season, which right, which makes sense. Which it does coming from a player's perspective, you don't want to and. Um, that's really the only thing that's holding everything up, and I hope this can be resolved quickly. But I don't 
I'm not, I don't see a logical uh, solution to this. Like, there's only two ways. It's a binary thing. Either there is a 17-game season or there isn't. There's no in the middle. You can't have a 17 and a... 17 and a half or, or a 16, 16 and a half. 16 and a half or there's, there's only two ways that can, this can go. But, um, I mean, this is something you're going to have to follow for a long time. All right, so our main thing main thing for this week is that the NFL Combine is starting, and as it has become over time, it has become more of a uh, spectacle for the league in terms of TV uh, coverage and just fan events as com- uh, compared to the draft and the Super Bowl and, and the Pro Bowl, all these events. It, they're they're a good way to bring in fan involvement and TV eyes for the league, and it's also another way to make money. So, and they've also changed the format this year of the combine to that they will be having a majority of their events in prime time as compo- as compared to in the middle of the day 12 o'clock one o'clock in the morning they've shifted it to seven o'clock six o'clock seven o'clock eight o'clock at night and it actually starts on a thursday so you can compare that to how the draft starts on a thursday which is basically solidified that thursday night is a football night right for good from the future because you we have thursday night football we have the draft starts on thursday now we're having the combine on Thursday. It's taken over that spot, and this is gonna run from now Thursday to Sunday, which I think before it was maybe a Friday through a Monday or something like it's somewhat like that. But now that they've switched it Thursday, and uh, and they've also put uh, they've moved tight ends, quarterbacks, and wide receiver workouts to day one. Uh, oh, I just, yeah, I just noticed that. Yeah, yeah last usually year those it was are in the middle. Mm-hmm. Tight ends, and they got the offensive linemen, running back, Special punters, teams. and kickers. Mm-hmm. And the the defensive players are usually, are now pushed to the end. So, what what are your um, favorite parts of the combine in general? Before we get into the details of this year's combine, just in watching it as a fan, do you watch the combine? Uh, in the past, I've just watched individual workouts, uh, you know, the highlight clips on YouTube and such, less of uh, sitting there and watching the entire combine. I have sat and watched the entire draft every day of the draft. That was kind of a grind. Um, but I usually don't watch past in sitting down in one sitting. I don't usually pass, watch until like once we hit the fourth round-ish. Right. And then at, I'm at that point, then it's it goes by quicker. It's the the smaller name players, but I like watching the quarterbacks throw. Um, mm-hmm. I just like seeing their their arm talent. Uh, it's it's easier to see them right compared to others. Uh, defensive backs when they're doing the the coverage drills, right? They're coming forward and then flipping their hips and turning the other way. Uh, you get to see how how smoothly. They can move. You ever tried setting up the drills yourself at your own, in your own home and just trying testing them out? I've done that a few times. Just look up how the drills are set up and then try to set them up and try to run them myself. 
Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm a volunteer coach for a high school badminton team, and oftentimes when I'm looking at things uh, that we can use as tryouts for that high school team, I, I look at the combine, and I'm like, you know, these are some nice skills tests. It, it doesn't always translate. Sometimes we found that. But uh, um, these guys are just in nice uh, these guys are just in t-shirts and gym shorts. They're not. They don't have their pads on. They're not running. No one's coming to. Uh, no two hundred and fifty pound linebacker is coming to tackle the quarterback while they're throwing the ball. It, and there's no uh, corner or or, or any def- uh, defensive back guarding the wide receiver during their drills. So it's it's kind of misleading. It right? is, but it's also. Just a measure of skill. It's not. That's what. It's just one step in the evaluating process for the league and each teams to figure out who they want to pick in the draft, which is slowly coming up. I will occasionally sit down and watch the draft because, not uh, the draft that we'll watch, but I meant the combine. Um, because for some of the reasons you also stated, I like watching the skills and just seeing them run their 40, run the, um, I think it's a shuttle run, uh, watching the quarterbacks throw, watching the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen. I just like watching all these different skills and these different drills that they run. And all these TV networks now, ESPN, NFL Network, they have so many good analysts that come on. And for someone like me who's barely paid any attention to college football or and doesn't know any of these people's names, it um, it, it gives you a, a peek into what the NFL might look like in the next season. Yeah, and right? they, they help fill in any gaps that I have and because they're, they're much more knowledgeable than me on that particular subject. Right. So uh, any things you're looking for for this week and anything um, that you hope surprises you? I'm I'm interested in seeing all the other quarterbacks throwing. Uh, of course, Joe, Joe Burrow has announced today that he's not throwing or working. I mean, it's become pretty right. usual now for a quarterback to not throw because – you're not playing with your guys. If mm-hmm. you go, when you go to your pro day, when you're you pro day, you're you, with your right, guys. Right. You don't want someone to drop the ball and make you look bad. Right. So I mean, you can't really judge somebody based on whether or not they decide to work out at the combine because they're going to be at their pro day, right? Kyler Murray didn't work out. He was picked number one overall. Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw. Uh, he's doing perfectly fine. He's maybe going to get a huge contract this offseason. Who knows? But um. Yeah, I I don't I'm not too concerned about him not uh Joe Burrow not working out. Also Chase Young projected number 2, not too worried about him. People make a lot of make a lot out of measurables such as cuz of what it came out yesterday that Joe Burrow's Joe his Burrow's hand, hand size. size is 9 inches. Who cares his is uh the football's going to drop out of his hand. He can't hold it. Nobody nobody cares his hand is 9 inches. Everyone was uh, going after Russell Wilson or a Drew Brees for being too short. Mm -hmm. And those guys are Super Bowl winners and have MVPs and have proven all their doubters wrong. Have you seen the tape of Tom Brady's combine from 2000? (laughs) The guy was so slow. He ran like 
He was so skinny at the time. Even the Patriots said it themselves and their scouting of him. I mean, there's a reason he went 199th, but he was so slow. He was so skinny. He couldn't throw the ball that well. And now he is a six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback who has literally proved everyone wrong from every stage. So his combine is fun to watch. But there's not much to take out of here except for our entertainment, which is basically what the league has turned it into, considering they've moved it to prime time, they moved it to the Thursday night slot. Right. All right. Uh, real quick, let's go over some free agency stuff. We had some Bears news in the past week since our last show. We have Prince of Mukamara and Taylor Gabriel uh, being planned to be released from the Bears. They already have been. Um, they already have. Yeah, they have. Uh, they got released last week at some point. Um, I'm surprised. It's all business decision. Right. How it is. Football is a business. Um, I liked Prince, and I liked Taylor Gabriel. They were both good. Taylor Gabriel had that speed. You could you could throw like a bubble screen at him, and he'd take it down like 20 yards. Right. In an instant. Prince, he's, just, he's just small, though. He's small, he's but he's got those injuries, small, concussion issues, and such. That's the reason. Mm-hmm. Um, small people are fast, generally in football, and you need speed guy. The Chiefs have their Tyree Kill. They have, they got a whole track team. <laughs> that's that's also true. They have Sammy Watkins. What's uh, the other guy? McCall Hardman. Yeah, and uh, but when it comes to Prince, I was kind of surprised, but apparently he had a really big cap hit. Mm-hmm. So if they know, if they have a good feeling that they're able to find someone who can replace him, either in the draft or in free agency, then I'm then I would have taken it. Um, but uh, these are surprising in a way, but also, also necessary. You know, yeah, you know, veterans are going to be cut at some point during the free agency. Process. And this is just the beginning. People are going to be trickling down the entire. The market is going to open and. I mean, it's only less than a month now until you can actually officially sign these people and start trades happening. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking on that point, Ryan Pace said today about Trubisky that his fifth-year option doesn't have to be triggered until May, and they're going to focus on free agency first. Well, they have, they have time, right. and uh, they've already said he's going to be the quarterback. Yeah. He's so, just recovering from a shoulder surgery, which I seriously think affected his, if not physically, it was mental because knowing that it's a dislocated shoulder is something and he is a really big something and he came back after two weeks and luckily it wasn't his throwing shoulder and I I know how it feels when you go through something like that and um, it's good that they came out again and just confirmed that he will be the quarterback and they don't have to wait until May. I mean, they, I'm sorry, they have until May to trigger his fifth-year option. And even if they don't, they, it gives, I believe that he will still be here for the foreseeable future. And all we need is the Bears to go back to the 2018 Bears and not the 2019 Bears. And everything will be better. All right. Uh, continuing off with our quarterbacks and free agency since this is probably going to be the last thing we cover cam newton is back was there any surprise no i don't think so exactly Um, there was always that like 
thought that maybe he's going to be traded away to somewhere, but it seems like uh, Matt Rule, the new head coach for Panthers, is very happy with him, and you know they they believe Cam Newton's treating rehab very seriously, very committed to coming back, so they they want to move forward with him. Um, yeah, at the same time, he's not he's not an elite quarterback, mm-hmm. but he's very close. Right, and why would you move on? His whole year last year was decimated by injury. Even did he come back at all, or was it once he was done? Think, he was done. Yeah, once he was done, he was done. They had uh the. the but he got he got on. hurt really on early on early on yes yeah so it's it's um you have someone available to you who has proven himself and he has been loyal to your team and your fan base. There's no reason to move on from him. I'm glad they're bringing him back. I'm glad he wants to come back, and it'll um it'll be interesting to see how he works with the new coach and where the team goes from there. Right. Um. Hopefully, he can recapture the magic of his uh his Super Bowl season. Although, of course, they didn't win. They still went fifteen and one. He won the MVP. So. Right, so hopefully he can get back into that form. All right, I think back to Superman. Yeah, <laughs> back to Superman. All right, uh, that is all for today, and hopefully next week we will have more combine things to cover. Thank you for listening. This has been Radio DePaul Sports, a student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons, Tampa T Tuesday with Bilal and Trenton. See y'all next week. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human. And she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up. Like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons.